0: Hello, Penalty Box Radio and Predators fans. Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster for Penalty Box Radio, also host of the Outside Smashville podcast, Uh, recapping last night's loss. For the Predators to the Toronto Maple Leafs, a 5-2 loss in Smashville. Uh, The Predators' first game back, and so for the Maple Leafs out of the All-Star break. The Predators coming off that extended bye week, and what seemed to be a good win against the Buffalo Sabres, maybe to try to get some momentum going after the All-Star break, but it just wasn't meant to be. So going to recap the action. Uh, I'm going to start mixing in some more recaps. As I said in my previous recap of the Buffalo Sabres, Sabres game as along with some previews I will be doing a preview for the Washington Capitals game this Wednesday so look forward to that coming out on Wednesday Uh, but let's go out to the uh, scoring it was started off by the man who's been red hot and scored in four straight now William Nylander getting his 23rd of the season assisted by Rasmus Sandin remember that name he has a pretty big game against the Predators uh, last night. But the Preds were able to get back and even the scoring. Mikhail Granlin's ninth of the year, uh, assisted by Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg. Then it was Zach Hyman for Mitch Marner and Tyson Berry. Hyman's 13th of the year. So it was 2 to 1 at the end of one between the Predators and the Maple Leafs. And. I gotta say, Toronto's a team, they had such a slow year. To start under Mike Babcock, they fired him, and they go to Sheldon Keefe, and this team has definitely looked a lot better, and it continued on as Rasmus Sandin potted his first career NHL goal. Man, that's been a theme uh, for the Predators. They've had a lot of teams with players who've gotten their NHL firsts, Uh, uh, so Sandin gets his first career NHL goal from Kerfoot and Nylander, Jason Spezza. Uh, gets his seventh of the year from Justin Holt, Holt and Zach Hyman, so it was four to one at the end of two, and it, just a frustrating period for the Predators. The third period, they looked a lot better. Uh, they were controlling a lot of the possession and dominating in the zone there. Had plenty of good opportunities. Freddie Anderson just was spectacular between the pipes for the Maple Leafs tonight. But Victor Arvidsson got his 12th of the year from Matthias Eckholm and Nick Bonino. And after pulling Pecorine late there in that third period, plenty of chances for the Predators on the six-on-five But nothing would go past Anderson and Austin Matthews' 35th of the season sealed the 5-2 victory to give the Leafs their 26th win of the season. And the Predators just continuing to struggle. Uh, The three stars of the game, Rasmus Sandin with a third star, a goal, and an assist. Freddie Anderson, the second star, with 34 saves on 36 shots. And Zach Hyman with a goal and an assist uh was the first star of the game. So obviously a very frustrating time. There was a, tre- uh, a tweet from Adam, Adam Vinian that it did take a while to get into the Predators locker room post game and John Hines mentioned that he does not like to address players until the following day post game of a loss, but this this has been a frustrating time to be a Predators fan. It just seems like the Preds have not been able, even when they had the solid start to the season, to be able to get a string of good form going. Um, And it's been tough to watch because this team had so many high expectations coming into this year, and they just haven't really been able to, to get to that bar that was set for them earlier on to start and and an interesting fact when you look at what the predators have done they have not had a 3 plus game winning streak since October that that's a stat that really when you read that baffles me and that streak came against the uh San Jose Sharks the excuse me reading games ahead. The Anaheim Ducks a 6 to 1 win on the 22nd of October, a 4 to nothing win against the Wild on the 24th, the 3 to 2 overtime win against the Lightning on the 26th, and then the 29th, a 3 to nothing win against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's been a tough stretch for the Preds and they just haven't seemed to be able to put anything together consistently, or go on these long winning streaks that certain teams have seen in the Central Division. They're six points out, but they have four teams to hop in order to get into a wild card position, and that's a big ask. There's plenty of hockey left to play, but now you start to get into the topic David Poyle discussed. Are the Predators getting ready to be sellers and move some of these guys that are in the last year of their contracts out to clear cap space to bring in some new tools to be ready for next season? Who knows? And and I still am not 100% sure is John Hines the answer as the head coach here in Nashville. And the, the interesting thing, I think, throughout this, and the Predators have never been a team really with coaching to un, uh, to disclose coaching contract terms. There's been nothing said about how long Hines has been. I know they, they've mentioned he was the third head coach in franchise history, but does that necessarily mean he's the permanent solution? Could this just be an interim until the Predators maybe go get a guy like Gerard Gallant in the offseason. Could he be a name that you see in Nashville? But it's still very early days in the John Hines era, and there's still a lot that needs to be figured out. And I think Nick Benino said, the answers are in that locker room. We just have to put this consistency together. And I feel like we've been hearing that all year with Roman Yossi referring to the wake-up call. And And there's a frustrated side of me that's starting to, come out a little bit and that's look if you know what the answers are and you know that you have a wake-up call what's holding you back from putting it together to make it come come forward and get back to the form that we know these predators can can have guys like Yossi are having a good year but where's Duchesne, Johansson, Forsberg been? Those are the guys you need to step up. And I know goaltending hasn't been the best, but you can't blame your goaltender for everything. The defense has been sloppy this year, even when Ryan Ellis has been healthy. They need him back, I think, too. And I hope Ryan Ellis is coming back soon because the Preds need him for a playoff push. And everybody kind of goes back and says, oh, that Colorado Avalanche game on November the 7th where they lost 9 to 4, that seemed to be the turning point. Folks, I'm going to let you know the game where it kind of all turned down for the Nashville Predators. October 31st against the Calgary Flames. Preds had a 4 to 1 lead going into the third period. Flames came back, tied it 4 to 4. Austin Watson gets a goal late in that period to go up 5 to 4. Matthew Kachuk ties it to send it to overtime and then scores the game winner in overtime. That to me is the game where the momentum shift happened and has pretty much laid out what has gone on s- since this since November for the Predators. It's not been the same team. And I don't know if it's a motivation issue I don't know if there's issues between players in the locker room, but they have to band together here and try to get something going. They need to be able to win more than two games in a row, which they have not been able to do since October. And that's just mind-boggling to me, that they haven't been able to win more than three in a row since then. And it's something that I think Nashville... If they can get one stretch where they win about three in a row or more, that could change the season back for the good for the Predators. But time is running out. Still plenty of hockey, but they have to get something going soon. So uh, the next game against the Washington Capitals on Wednesday, I will have a preview. But uh, before I go, um, the world of sports was hit with the devastating news on Sunday uh, that NBA legend, and one of the greatest of all time, Kobe Bryant, was killed in a helicopter crash, crash with uh, eight others, including his daughter, uh, Gianna Bryant. And if you watch sports, you know the name Kobe Bryant. And no matter what sport you played or watched, whether it was hockey whether it was basketball, whether it was baseball, football, you name it, golf. Kobe Bryant was one of those guys that you had to respect what he did for the game of basketball and what he did for the world of sports, both on the court and off the court. Granting the wishes of of many kids to meet him. Wowing us with his basketball skills. I'll never. I'll, I faintly remember as an eight-year-old kid when he dropped eighty-one points against the Toronto Raptors in two thousand and six. Um, watching his final NBA game against the Utah Jazz, which they actually replayed last night, um, where he had sixty points and led. Led the Lakers, to come back and win that basketball game. And all of the social media posts that you see of him and his daughter breaking down a basketball game, the photo of them both chewing their jerseys in the same spot, it, it's, it's sad and it's hard to comprehend because I, I wasn't the hugest NBA fan, but Kobe Bryant was a guy whenever a Lakers game was on you left you left the tv on the lakers games because you wanted to watch number 24 or number 8 play the game of basketball and to the other seven families that were affected we're thinking of them as well and to the bryant family it's very difficult times for the world of sports for them and the basketball world and when i found out the news on social media, and a friend had mentioned it to me at work. You never could comprehend it because you're like, "That's not true. It can't happen. Not Kobe Bryant. This this has to be fake news." But the way the sports community on social media and worldwide have rallied around to support Kobe Bryant has been spectacular. And you just see how much he meant to people, and the Predators did a really nice tribute to him in Nashville. And you know, driving from downtown, you see on the billboards, all the electronic billboards, a picture of him and "Legend" written in um, the Lakers font. Kobe Bryant meant a load, a, a lot to the world of sports, and to Kobe thank you for everything you did both on and off the court and to the and to the sporting world whether it be through basketball or make a wish granting the wishes of over 200 kids to meet him and just being able to see and witness one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball and one of the greatest athletes in the world of sports we'll always remember the mamba and forever number eight, and number 24. Thank you, Kobe, and thank you, Mamba, for everything you did.